welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to today's episode. Today will be a little different as we go over an upcoming event, which is called the Disconnect to Reconnect event. This event is a collaboration event with the Mental Health Experience and has been created to shift people's perspective in life through fundamental activities implemented by myself and Ryan from the Mental Health Experience. This podcast will go over what each activity means to both of us, how it's impacted our life and how you can benefit from these activities and the day. Expect to learn why we have selected these activities and how this is going to change your life. Thanks so much for listening in and enjoy. Thanks everyone for listening in to today. Today is a special episode where myself and Ryan are actually going to talk about an upcoming event called the Disconnect to Reconnect event. And we're going to talk about why the, this event is so special to us and touch on more or less how each individual activity is what it's for, how you can get value out of it and how it can really shift and change your life and how it's changed our lives as well. So thanks so much for jumping on with me. Let's get it. Hey, brother, that was a good intro. Where can I get a ticket? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> well, uh, this is good, actually, because I forgot to say that. So, um, you know, we'll tell them at the end. We'll, we'll keep on, on the edge of their seat. You, no, can't give, you can't give it away first, all up. Good day, everyone. Like Chris said, it's just a deep dive into our each thing we have implemented into our lives, how it's affected us in a positive sense. Now it's helped us overcome so many mental health challenges, mindset challenges, physical challenges, I guess challenges on the whole aspect of life. So we want to touch on each individual thing that we will be doing in the event and then just give our perspective and why it's bloody awesome. Yeah, 100%. So. And, and for, for people listening in, um, just to give them a bit of a background on yourself and myself, hmm. um, what is a little bit of your own background and you know, where did your journey start to you know, where you are now? So for me, bro, long story short is um, addicted to drugs from age 11 to 18. And then from 18 to 20, I struggled with um, quite severe mental illness at the time, like mainly just major depression and severe anxiety. Then from 20 to 24, I began this massive journey of self-discovery and self-love and self-acceptance and self-worth, which has now brought me to the point where I'm at now, where I've um, worked in mental health over the last four years and kind of nearly every aspect you can think of it's it's cool to hear that too because i think a lot of people like resonate with that um mm. and you know i'm pretty sim- similar at points 
I guess in like my journey, like my journey started in a place called Orange in New South Wales. A few people know it, a few people don't. Um, you know, from a young age, I, you know, just to briefly go over it, um, my dad was left when I was born. My mom has spine bifids. She's never been able to walk. Always been a bit of a uh, a, a go-getter, a worker. Um, but along the journey, after you know, seeing seeing a friend die from a drug overdose, and um, seeing uh, quite a few people I know start to commit suicide, I realized over a point in time, I started to mask my own emotional state with, you know, again, alcohol and drugs and spiraling into my own um, severe case of depression, anxiety, and, um, you know, those, those suicidal thoughts as well, and even near actions and close to actions. Um, so that kind of like led me to this journey again to move overseas to London for two years, shift my perspective by traveling, working on my mind and body through exercise and self-development. And that kind of brings us to the Sunshine Coast after I moved from London to here in 2017. And a few late, a few years later, um, now hosting all these cool little events through Travel Fit. Uh, and that brings us to here where I had the opportunity to meet you and connect and mm. now make, make this epic event happen. Yeah, for sure, bro. I want to touch on that quickly before we get into it. Like <clears throat> the whole thing of like, if we think back to our past selves and people who are listening can rather think back to a past self or current self, whichever relates, but our past selves, we went through so many challenges and in times we felt like giving up, but we still showed up every day to try and find an answer. And that's showing up every day to find an answer has brought us together to make this event. 100% and it, it's so cool because like I think a lot of people get get stuck in the whole like I'm it, and that sentence is like usually oh mm. I'm not enough I'm lonely uh, I'm nothing I'm blah, blah blah you know it just goes on and on and the the conditioning that you know we as humans put on ourselves but in reality you know it's pretty crazy like you know, it's, it's, it's a rare case that we, someone, you know, gets born. So like the realization that everyone's got like their own unique DNA and everyone is like their own unique self and that there's no one else like us out there. I think the realization of that's the craziest thing. And those realizations came from doing like a few of these, these activities as well, like working on your mind through, you know, some of the, the activities that we dive into, I guess, like the breath work, for example, too. Mm. Yeah, well, breath work from the example. Let's um, let's get straight into that one. And yeah. <laughs> my question to you would be: your thoughts before and after breath work, and how it's made the positive impact in your life. So, for people listening in for who haven't done breath work, I'll quickly touch on like what it what it does. So, most of the time uh, in life, like we're we're in two two we're in our homeostasis state most of the time, but it shifts, our homeostasis state shifts between like fight or flight and rest and digest. And most of the time, a lot of people are just really in that, that fight or flight a lot of the time. So they're always like reactive, stressed, emotional. Um, their, their body's having no downtime to actually recover and digest and go through the bodily processes that that needs. There's no emotional regulation because um, of all the cortisol building throughout the body. Whereas like, what breathwork does is it helps you actually shift your um, physiology through 
shifting your one, your, your nervous system. So putting you into a parasynthetic state, so a rest and digest, a more, more present state, which in then turn happens as you're doing breath work, your brainwave shifts from say a, a gamma, gamma or, or a beta to a theta. Mm. So it goes quite low into those deep meditative states. And the crazy thing is like, I just think it's wild. Like the, like breathing is something that we're born with and it's something that we die with. And mm. that in turn makes it the most powerful thing that we have as at, in our toolkit. So realizing that just through breath work, we can change our physiology. We can t- change the neurochemicals in our brain. We can literally go from a fight or flight, stressed, anxious state to a relaxed, calm and proactive state within five to to 10 minutes or 10 to five minutes it's it's just crazy and like the experience that i had you know the first time i did breath work and meditation because i did meditation before breath work and yeah just the calming feeling of going from this really chaotic stress what's next to being fully present seeing full colors around me being so calm that i could actually feel content and just grateful for things around me and just this whole whole physiological physiological change in my body of you know tight and rushed to calm relaxed and free would probably be the biggest thing having the realizations of what matters and what doesn't was just surreal that's epic bro and i'll segue that into mine because i relate to the last thing i relate to all of it but especially the last thing you said we said i feel free and i'll use this analogy when before I do breath work, if I'm in like a stressed state, it feels like I'm in a cage. As soon as I complete a breath, it feels like I've been unlocked out the cage and I'm running on the beach. Like I feel just so scented, calm. I feel a really big sense of joy too after I do do breath work. Because before I ever did breath work, I had the idea of it that it was woo-woo and I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to like um, do all this woo-woo stuff to be able to get the benefits from it. But I realized like after the first time I did it, the impact it gave me, I realized that it's for everyone and anyone because at the end it's of the day- It's actually just breathing in and out as well. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and everyone does it, like everyone breathes, but it's just getting to the point of consciously breathing. And once you do that, you start to get, the positive effects, which for me, it calms like anything like anxiety and gets rid of depression because you're so focused in the present moment. You're not stressed out about the future. You're not stressed out about the past. You're not stressed about, let's just say, if you meditate or do breath work on the beach, you're not stressed about what happened on the walk to the beach. Like you're just so present in the moment and it just brings this deep sense of calmness. 100%. And it's, it's, it's one of those things until you experience it, it's really hard to project that feeling onto someone because like, you know, and it doesn't have to be this, this huge process. It doesn't have to be a transform, transformational process either. It can literally just be you do like a five, 10 minute breath work, whether that be Wim Hof or mm. oral conscious connection breathing or nasal breathing, whatever it may be. Um, it's literally just about calming the nervous system and allowing yourself just to be in a moment. And that's the, mm. the whole purpose, I guess, of like, you know, when you master your breath, you master your life. And so much more proactive or productive work happens in your business or at work or, you know, in your personal professional life. Everything completely shifts for the better when you change your state. And I think so many people can kind of really get value from that. Mm. 100%. Like, I, I feel like I definitely shop 
my best self in situations post breath work. Mm. Mm. And I guess that would be similar to meditation too, because that's our next topic. Meditation yeah. brings a lot of those benefits to myself as well. hundred percent. And I guess like meditation is one of those things as well. Like, you know, a lot of people kind of get it mixed up between breath work and meditation because it's mm. usually like, it's like a nice dinner. You get like a, a nice, nice steak meal with like a nice red wine or whatever it may be (laughs) and they complement each other so like when you mix like your breath work with your meditation the breath work like shifts your brain waves shifts your your state changes all this like neurochemistry and then allows you to be in a a place where when you go through a meditation it subconsciously um, embeds into your mind a lot more and it's kind of like updating a program system like the meditation can be one of two things it can be one which is you know just creating like a visualization a journey around like you being in a state and mm. whether that be for a goal or to calm you down or even just to shift some habits behaviors um, it, it really does serve each thing and there's particular meditations for everything but um, to keep it simple meditation for me i'd have to say is one of those things where it allows me to write the script mm. like it right i can instead of like catastrophizing something as like if you look at cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy a few symptoms of like uh dysfunctioning cognitive performance is like catastrophizing things being reactive um always uh writing a script and never really knowing the end of it so you're always like in this reactive state so when you use your meditation you can end of end of right the end of the script so you can see what the outcome is and not stress about it all day or all week or all year or whatever it may be. Hmm. Um, or it can be for that goal thing where you're like, all right, I really want to like, I want to achieve these goals, but I can't embody it. I can't feel it. So maybe I'll do a meditation and that will allow me to, you know, see myself there, visualize myself, feel myself there. And then you start to, you know, update the program, I guess, that we all run in our brains. Yeah, that's the beauty of meditation because there's so many different forms. And when I say forms, I mean intentions behind meditation that you can use for different areas of your life. Like if you do have a goal that you want to do or if you're feeling anxious about a situation or you need to uh, find a way to disconnect from your thoughts or you need to regulate emotions. Like there's so many different intentions for meditation. And that's why I find it so beautiful because one of the main um, purposes behind myself doing meditation at the moment predominant one would be to observe my thoughts because you know as you know throughout the day we have up to like things up to six thousand four today i believe the number is and for those, yeah through that amount of thoughts there's going to be a lot of bad it's going to be a lot of good but it's just going to be a mixture and some of them may not make sense some of them may be random but it's just all information floating in our head but i feel like if i get myself sitting down for 20 minutes a day and just closing my eyes and observing my thoughts and watch them like a movie, not emotionally attaching myself to anything, whether it's good or bad, just sitting back and being the observer of my mind. I feel like I then get a sense of relief, a sense of calmness, but then I'm able to think more strategically because I'm more clear minded on what I need to do. hundred percent. And just the fact of like, that's such a good thing. Like just observing your thoughts because that's a, that's a huge one when it comes to like, changing shifting thought patterns and then shifting actions behaviors and it all starts with like you know it's like it's like someone who robs a bank and you you think about like you know there's these people looking for this this person who robbed the bank and that person who robbed the bank is a negative thought or it's a disempowering thought 
So like when you can identify these like thoughts by, you know, taking off the glasses that you can't see through, you start to see where they are and what they feel like and what they're doing to you can then just be like, all right, we've caught the thought. All right, let's take it to the judge and jury. Why, why do you think this way? Why do you, why do you feel this way? What's the reasoning behind this thought? Is it yeah. valid? And that's such a good analogy because I used to think meditation, meditation can be like this for some people, but I thought this was for everyone. I thought it was just to stop thoughts completely until I realized mm. I need to observe my thoughts. Like you said, you need to be able to detach your emotions from your thoughts so that you're in more control of your life, especially like when you lift the sunnies up, you know, because you put, you, mm. you put your sunnies on when it's outside and the sun and you're driving. But as soon as a speck comes on the glass, as soon as a bit of fog comes on the glass, you go flip them up to get a more clear view. That's exactly what it is. And that's why meditation is a very powerful tool, especially in my life and my journey. Yeah, that's so epic. It's, and it, I just think, yeah, so many people are scared of it, but yeah. you don't even have to stay still. You could literally do like walk, walk and meditate. It's just mm. literally meditation doesn't have to be this thing where you turn off completely yeah. as well, which is a, a huge, it's, just, it, it's a huge turn off. It's like going on a date and then you see some guy hasn't like, I don't know, it's got a booger run down his nose. Like, not like, you know, maybe if you wipe it off, you'll look all right. But like, my, hey, my missus I mean? told me it looked unique when I do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's about it's like finding the thing that works for you and what attra- you're attracted to first so that you can do, it, do that um, versus trying to, and this is a big thing I'm really into is like not trying to fit in, you know, yeah. like just being who you are you like that style, you like that style. If you don't, you don't. That's cool. Like you don't have to be a t- particular way and you don't have to follow a particular routine. Yeah. And you have to do things you enjoy too. Like if you're, mm. if, if you're just doing stuff because you see it working for other people, it's not going to be yep. too long before you fall off on that. Specifically, that's why it's good to implement stuff you enjoy. Like if you do enjoy walking, try go for a 20 minute walk without headphones next time you go for a walk and just be with your thoughts and be present. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can implement it. It's just find out what works best for you as well. 100%. And, that, you know, these are some of the things we'll go on the, over on the day, like, you know, so that people have a better understanding of, like, yeah, it, it is you can use a foundation. And once you've got your foundation, then you just, like, you know, pick and choose the colour of the house. Mm, um, exactly and, right. You know, like, the biggest thing that comes with these these tools that we do or implement or activities that we participate on the day is like a biggest thing is like your environment, your connection, right? Like, mm. so diving into the connection, you know, like why, why is it do you think connecting with other people that are similar on a similar path to you is so powerful and important? Honestly, I get so much of like a buzz from being around like-minded people. Like I'll just give an example that's very present right now. Like coming home and then jumping on Zoom with you. Like before we did this podcast, me and Chris just had a conversation. It lit me up. Like we just had an honest conversation, but it was just, I just felt like it was very energizing because I'm speaking to someone like-minded and being around that energy. And I use feed off other people and especially if it's people you relate to, people with ambition, people with the same ambitions as you, like it's just epic, brother. Like it just, it brings me joy. It brings me peace. It also brings me fun. Like just being around people that are trying to go on the path that you're on or people that already are on that path. Yeah, the big vibes. And I think a lot like 
back in the day, I used to struggle with social anxiety. And then I always shut myself off from being a part of new groups. And I feel like that's one of the biggest mistakes I did was not showing up around new faces due to fear of judgment, due to fear of the anxiety kicking in, things like that. Like instead of trying to implement strategies so I could cope to be around like-minded people that are going to grow me and that I also just enjoy being around. So any advice I can give anyone right now too, if you feel like you do struggle or find a challenge with a bit of social anxiety, like I invite you to come down to this event and just try it out by being around um, like-minded people and building those connections because I think you'll see that you'll get a way better result than you have already, that you already have played out in your mind. Yeah, and the biggest thing I I, kind of hear from that is like, and it's something like I've personally learned over, over a few years now is like connecting with your the right environment, people who are on the same path as you, mm. but making sure it's always an equal exchange as well. I think that's yeah. that's even a, a huge thing because like like in my like my my past so far, my journey, like I've met lots of people who are like me as well, but they were kind of looking for something to utilize or to leverage and it wasn't an equal exchange it was always a take so making sure that like those people that you're connecting with are on you know the the same level or if not better like better is always good because not anyone who's higher than you is never going to push you down or only pull you up um but making sure it's always an equal exchange if someone does something for you you do something for them make that never a take take situation um Mm. which i think is like super important and connection such a such a big part of like what travel fit does too and it's basically what the brand was built on doing you know good deeds for people connecting with people creating more connection in a disconnected world and mm. you know it's it's interesting out you know this event's called disconnect to reconnect and, <laughs> and that's what it is really like we're just disconnecting from the the external stimuli the fast pace of life and we're reconnecting in with ourselves and other people who are on the same wavelength and mm. you know like the, the power of your environment is probably i would say the most powerful thing that you can have because you can have all the habits and behaviors down pat and you can do all these other things you can be around um you know you can do everything great by yourself but if if you're around people who aren't on the same level as you or better than you mm. then you're just going to get pulled down their path and mm. you're going to get pulled down a different direction that doesn't align with you and your environment is the thing that forces you to grow i've got a question for you in the back of that um what would you say to someone that is looking at this event they got no one to come with but they want to come, but the thing that's holding them back is that they have no one to come with. You, well, that's just the, that's, that's the answer in itself. I, I think like, you know, like it's, it, it, it's one of those things like the best experiences I've ever had in life was when I did shit alone mm, facts. because I met no friends. I met no friends. I had no experiences. I wasn't held back or didn't make an excuse that I had to hang around with someone else and, you know, mm. not, get out of my comfort zone I was I stayed in the comfort zone when I was with people I knew and you know with people who didn't bring the best out of me or whatever it may be but if if you're worried about you know coming along and you you don't know anyone like that just means that you're gonna have a fucking 10 out of 10 time you're gonna make fucking friends for years that's a brilliant answer because like you said when you go to an event 
Like the one, the best ones you go to is when you don't know anyone, because then you feel like there is that more sense of freedom to be more explorative. And what a big step, right? Like you've, yeah. you've taken a step where you know no one and put yourself in an environment where one, you know no one, and two, you may have not done many of these activities. So it's the complete unknown. And that's where people change. Like yeah. that's where life changes. It's crazy. I can't even like... I moved to London by myself for that exact purpose because mm. I needed the change. I needed the environment to shift. I, I wanted to absolutely put myself in such an uncomfortable place that it forced me to 10 times my own growth and my own experiences. And that in se- itself, traveling overseas, was the thing that really completely changed me forever by putting mm. myself in such an uncomfortable place. That's epic because another reason you went over there too was you also did a lot of exercise stuff at that time as well. So I guess mm. we could segue into working out and the benefits. The working out. <laughs> the working out, the fun old exercise stuff, one of the best tools we can do. So um, Yeah, so like... We'll ask you first. With, yeah. with, with exercise and stuff, like I know like there's, there's so much. It's, <laughs> just, it's just the best, like... Not, not just because like, because you can look at it like three ways for you, for example, like even if you explain like now, like how it just completely changed your life, I think you've got the, the most powerful story out of anything as well. Yeah. Well, I can share my side. Um, when I was addicted to drugs, the, uh, the thing that saved me looking back was exercise. Like literally it was a thing that got me sober it even got me off cigarettes. It, not just that, it helped me overcome my depression, my anxiety, then it built confidence. And then it just instilled a lot of really good values and beliefs within me. And then when I was on that journey, I started to realize like the biggest shift that happened within me was my physique. It was my internal world, like how I actually felt on the inside. And looking back, like every single time I started feeling depressed, I went to the gym and then I was on a high just for a few days and then just constantly repeating that over and over and over and not doing it to a point where I'm going crazy and going to injure myself. It was become to a point where it's just more so I realized how good this is for my health and how much it's keeping me on a good track. And not just that, like how much it is elevating my whole life as well. And it's, it's, it's a prime example of like, you know, exchanging your habits because at the end of the day, Mm. addiction, and um, these these habits that we build, they're all like an addiction is a habit mm. and like a habit can be replaced, but we have to replace the habit to stop the addiction. And we can yeah. talk about like, you know, there's, there's, I'm by means, no means a addiction coach or counselor or anything like that. But just from like working with, you know, people in my PD business in the past of um, bulimia and anorexia and stuff, I'd, I'm qualified as a cognitive behavioral therapist though. Um, I just like noticed a lot of particular patterns and stuff. And it wasn't really until they started to, you know, shift from like a negative trait to a positive habit that they started to really change their lives. And when you replace a habit for a better one, it's all we're doing in life. And that's Mm. how we continue to grow and continue to change. And it's just the consistency of not trying to go there and go all out, but just like showing up every day and you know changing the neurochemicals for sure like getting the those endorphins to to build up because 
when you've sucked all the dopamine out of your life, you need to rebuild those, that dopamine, you need to rebuild the serotonin, you need to mm. inf- get the flow of happy hormones throwing th- throughout your body. And I think that's epic. And, you know, working out for me is quite similar. Like I replaced alcohol for working out and eating well. And I replaced like partying for going hiking and, um, chasing new experiences essentially Mm -hmm. but working out the thing i like about working out is it's the starting point of any personal development journey yeah and everyone i know started with working out and then working out with mindset mindset went to spiritual growth and whatever you believe in and then it just went deeper and deeper so working out to me is like you're setting you've got this like controlled stressful environment and then you're just pushing the bar a little bit higher. You're becoming more resilient. You're, you're finding out how strong you are. You're starting to get, be like, wow, like I'm, a, I'm not as weak as I thought. I'm, I'm kind of strong. I'm going to go from kind of strong, like, fuck, like I've been punched in the face a few times in life and yeah. I'm feeling pretty resilient now and I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going, I'm going. And the bar just gets higher and higher. The self-worth gets higher. The standard that you hold yourself with gets higher. And that's the thing that, I think so important about working out is like, yes, it looks after your, your body. And if you look after your body, it's going to look after your internal engine. It's going to yeah. look after your mind and your mind's going to look after your soul. Cause that's obviously like emotional state. And when you start to shift, you know, that, that thought process that comes from maybe doing a few curls that changes the thoughts, the thoughts change the actions or the way that we speak, the way that we speak changes from bad to good. That changes mm. our actions from bad to good. Then we just, literally create a new person because we've shifted our behaviors and now we've got a new identity and that's yeah. what we correlate with as i i'm investing in health health and i'm investing in myself um and i i just think like what you put into everything in life is what you get out of life so if you do a hard workout and you raise that standard like you progressively overload like a workout plan over time you keep building better and better and better but in a controlled safe environment but also mm. putting those stresses in that correlates to work that correlates yeah. to you being a better partner correlates to everything. Hey, yeah, correlates to a lot, like nearly everything because like even with little things, like when I first started the gym, I was like 62 kilos, 61 kilos. And I got to a point where I was 120 and I went from benching, like just a stick at the gym. Cause that's all I could lift when I was heavily on the drugs at the time. And I was like, why am I here? I'm just embarrassing myself, like benching the stick. And fast forward a bit of time, I was benching 170 kilos. So it just shows that at one point, just stop. And then you'll see the progress and the journey just overall and internal, external. And you will see a lot of benefits just sharpen in your life. And it just comes with showing up every day. Like as long as you show up, the path is continuing. A hundred percent. Um, and that kind of brings us even to our lucky last two. One's our ice bath, yeah. which is like just diving into the what the ice bath actually is. Um, the ice bath is, again, that's, that, that stress-controlled state. It's a place where we're putting you in a stressful environment, allowing you to control your breathing. That can control your physio- physiology, which then in turn puts you into by stressful state changing your breathing then puts you in a stressful environment which is the ice bath puts Mm. you in to a place where you have to control yourself Mm. and when you can start to control yourself in stressful environments you start to control your life so diving in we 
we allow you to control your nervous system from that fight or flight to that parasynthetic. And once you get first through that first 30 seconds as well, it's like pretty mind boggling, like yeah. how empowered you feel and how good you feel. And just the correlation with, with the ice baths, like, like mentally, like changing, you're getting those happy hormones. Um, physiology wise, like, you know, you're turning your white fats and brown fats that get produced as energy your inflammation process decreases so that you can recover quicker. There's so many things behind this. Yeah. When I'm in an ice bath, I feel like a peaceful warrior. I feel like that yeah. worries within me, but I'm in control, remain the peace. And I feel like that helps me show up like that as everywhere else in my life is that peaceful warrior by just being in the ice bath. Because before I did ice baths, I thought it was completely physical for like, you know, you put your legs in it to let your quads heal. Until mm. until I started to you know, get invest more time into it, like just for more knowledge, and I started realizing like everything you just mentioned. And then I actually did my first ever ice bath at your house and Alex with Dave, who's one of the facilitators. Oh yeah, and I did that at yours with Dave, who's one of the facilitators. I jumped in an ice bath with him, and after that day, I was just hooked. Like the feeling it gave me, not just in the moment, because in the moment it was epic. But just like the days after that as well, like post, I just, it put me on a different level. 100%. And it's like, it's kind of like leading into our next little thing. It's the same feeling like hyped up, amped and content with yourself as doing a good deed. Oh yes, good deed. Can I touch on this quickly? Cause yeah, go for it. The good deeds, I want to touch on when why I do it. And I want to touch on, it's basically both wider, but one's me doing it and one's me receiving. So I usually have like a notebook in my car and a pen and I write notes and drive-throughs and I give it to people who serve me my coffee or my food or whatever. And it just depends how long I'm in the drive-through for, depends on how big the note's going to be, but either way they're getting the note. And I was, it just becomes so automatic. And then I kind of forgot like the power of it. And then last week I was driving through the Raffers and some lady in front of me bought my coffee. And like, I, can't oh, yeah. even, I can't even explain like how happy that made me. Now like, I look forward, I was in disbelief. I was like, wait, what? She bought me what? I look forward and she's in like the side mirror, like waving and smiling at me. And I was like, yeah. that, even just that wave of smile was a huge factor as well. And like just that whole exchange, like it was eight o'clock in the morning, I had a bit of a rush of a morning. But as soon as that happened, everything that was stressful just left my body. Like it actually changed that, everything too. It changed my day. It changed my week. Like the happiness that brought me made me realize this is why I do good deeds. That's epic. And it's just so powerful. Like, you know, you just don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know if they've had a rough week or rough day or rough few years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can have the ability to do something so simple yet so impactful, it's just mind-blowing that we don't do it more often. And I just think it's it's a forgotten a forgotten art. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I love it too because, like, you know, Back in the day in 2015, I think I've told you about this. I started like an online event called the Do A Good Deed Challenge. And the first year I did it, I originally created it because I I was probably just projecting that I wanted good things to happen to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Good things aren't happening to me. I'm going to do good things for other people. And I got 30,000 people online involved in this event all around the world. It was ridiculous. (laughs) But ever since then, I've just been doing stuff, whether that be little things here and there or or just a big event wherever I can once a year. And I, I personally just, the stories that I heard on the Facebook group and 
just the things that people were sharing was just mind boggling. And it's just the power of giving has never hurt anyone. Yeah. Ever. Like, no. And it's just like this internal feeling selfishly. It's just like, wow, like that's nice. That's what a human's meant to do. Mm. And just the feeling that everyone gets like karma is not just bad. Like when you think the word karma, a lot, you can sometimes think of the bad it gives, but karma is good as well. And if you put good out mm. there, you get good back. Like even when I went to your um, day experience as well, like you gave me a pair of socks to give to a stranger. Yeah. And, and I was like, I need to challenge myself to who I'm giving these to because they're all pink socks with like flamingos on them. I'm like, I need to challenge myself <laughs> to like, I need to find the last person I want to give these to and give them to that person. So I went to the bolo and there's this dude working the bolo full of tats and beard. And I'm like, I'm not sure I was going to react to me giving them pink socks. Gave him to him and he was so happy. Like he was smiling, he was laughing. And like, you could just see him made this day. So just, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that again because the impact of good deeds is amazing. And it's just crazy. Like, and even like, you know, just before we wrap this up um, in the next few minutes, I think like one of the biggest things is like, you know, the people that we have coming on to the day, you know, like they're so aligned with what this event is too. Like, mm. you know, we've got Xavier, we've got Dave, we've got Alex and, you know, like Xavier and Dave and Epic breathwork facilitators like really mm. fine masters of their craft Facts. alex is an exceptional exceptional like you know community builder leader tribe like he Facts. is like the kindest soul you know that's mm. coming along and these are all people that are going to make this experience so welcoming so amazing and really keep people present in the moment where they don't have to worry about their notifications on their phone. They don't have to worry about what's next. They can just fully embed themselves in the day and get whatever value comes to them, whether that be a realization, a thought, whether that be an answer, whatever it is, like we're no gurus. We're not here to change someone's life. We're just here to offer people a good time and some tools that will, if, you know, implemented shift someone's life. But that's up to the person and you know that's up to them to implement that so my only last thing would be is you know where can people get tickets and how can they get involved so where people can get tickets is on humanitix.com i will also leave oh we both will leave a um, link in the bio for this episode too so you can go straight to it um the tickets there is a limited amount of tickets as well so if you're listening to this, try get onto it ASAP because we don't want you to miss out um, if you try and buy them last minute. But like I said, yeah, Humanity Ticks, you go on there and literally you just click buy a ticket and then it's in your cart and then you check out and she's all yours. And then you go, come and joining the awesome day with, um, with myself, Chris, Alex, Dave and Xavier. Epic. So thanks so much for listening in, guys. Um, we hope you got some value out of that and... We can't wait to see you on the day. Yeah. And reach no, out if you've got any questions as well. Exactly right. Yeah. Reach out, please. Any questions, queries, anything, please reach out. And like Chris said, thanks for listening in. Um, we both, I think I can speak on behalf of Chris by saying this, but we both really appreciate all the support we receive from everyone as well and the love that we receive. And this event is just us being able to give back. So hope to see you then and much love, guys. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it. 
If you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it, then share it with a friend or family member. Share us on social media, leave us a review and help us make a bigger impact in the world today. The more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference and you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.